0: Hello, I'm Louis Simmons here at Westside Barbell. Uh, this is the Conjugate Club, and today we're going to talk about box squats. I brought a friend of mine who's in visiting from Finland, Simon, and he'll discuss uh, his adventures with box squats and the success he had. But a lot of people don't know so much about box squats. It's the greatest method of squatting there is also for just developing power and strength. And uh, we've had seven world record holders in males, not counting females. We also have the two strongest female squatters of all time, and uh, so it's, it's, not, it's a system. It's basically not a secret what we're doing here. And, um, but I want to talk about some of the reasons why you should box squat. Um, one reason, you can squat lower on a box than you can a regular squat. You can squat wider, and, um, and by squatting wider, it builds superior hip and hamstring development. Um, this is very important. You got to squat wide if you want to build up the hips. You know, if you look at all the world record holders in the squat, they squat wide. Why? Because you use more muscle. If you're going to use squatting in any sport, it would make more sense to use a squat a style that uses more muscle. Um, so, and also, we, one guy we had was Vlad. We've had two super heavyweights way back in the early 80s. Matt Demo had a 1,010 squat with basically no gear. And now Vlad had, was squatted when Vlad was here. 12, uh, what's Vlad's last name, Simon?
1: Al-Hasov. Yes. al something right. like that. He
0: squatted, he trained here, and he, he went up to 11.05 when he came with an 8.05, and when he left, he had a 12.50 world record squat and a 9.25 deadlift. And you also notice today, Vlad also holds a world record for raw squat, 1113 pounds. And, and if you read in the Power Magazine, he says he <clears> trains <throat> the same way, uh, gear or no gear, he trains the same way. Uh, one thing about squatting too when you squat you know you watch guys those as the weights get heavier they don't squat near as deep well on a box squat if if you're squatting on a 14-inch box it's a 14-inch box a thousand squats are the same depth so that's uh, one reason you want to do it you're always doing the same range of motion uh one reason for for powerlifters or weightlifters or any sports because train lots of track and they track athletes they all box squat. fast recovery you will recover faster from doing box squats than you do regular squats. One thing by using a wide stance, because when you squat, you want to push out to the sides, not down. By doing this, you build instant lateral speed. Uh, at one point, uh, I had a, a football player here, John Kerr, who had the fastest cone drill in the NFL. Um, his, he, at Minnesota, he had a 38 inch vertical jump, linebacker formerly at Ohio State, and a 4'640. Four, four, when he came to me with a back injury, we fixed the back injury. He had a 44 vertical jump and a uh, four, uh, 4 4 in Chuck Taylors. So um, again, it builds lateral speed instantly. Again, a tremendous hamstring builder. And the reason for this is when you sit on a box, you, set, you can set so far back that the shin is past vertical. Um, so you know, it's, if, if this is the buttock side, the shin's like this. So to get off the box, you have the leg curl to get off the box. So that's why it builds tremendous hamstring development. I had a female uh, ex-sprinter here, then became world record holder in, in the squat uh, at 163. She had at Ohio State tested. She had 60 hamstring, 40 quad ratio, just opposite of what most people have. And uh, why? Because of the box squats and also the special exercises we do. Um, so again, box squats overload all the essential muscles of squat and run and jump. Another reason, when you run, you basically break, off the, break the eccentric, concentric chain. You know, one leg's on the ground doing the work, the other leg's not. So when you box squat, you sit down, uh, all the muscles um, uh, will uh, slowly but surely relax and then flex and then come back up. So two of the greatest methods of strength training is static overcome by dynamic. Well, we know this. Um, We actually have a device that does this where you pull or push against an unmovable object and then flip a switch and then move the bar. Another way is relaxed overcome by dynamic. Anyone that ever watches a fighter, they're relaxed. That's how they throw out a fast jab. If they're tense, you can't, you lose all your speed. So box squats do both because some of the muscles as you set back are stretched and held statically while other muscles relax. Another good reason box squats are really good for football teams because, you know, when you're on the line, it's a fast paced game now. It seems like they're getting faster and faster with the play counts. But also, uh, you, you can hold people on the line for a longer time. Uh, you know, the stretch reflex to go away. Wilson's study talked about it going explosive strength reflex going away in four seconds. Well, I proved that I could stay down and, and maintain reversal strength for eight seconds. And so when you're sitting on the line, because he's box clutch, you can sit on the box for a long period of time and then jump up at the same speed. So uh, again, it it uses both methods, relaxed overcome by dynamic, as well as um, static overcome by dynamic. Um, And again, why would football players do it? Easy on the knees, fast recovery, that builds the hips, builds lateral speed, wide stance. You see so many football players with groin injuries. Why? I hear all the time how they stretch him and stretch him and stretch and then they tear a groin. Well, let's go back a step. So what the hell are you doing the stretching for? You know what type what type of stretching are you doing? If you're doing slow stretching, you're destroying an athlete. On a football field, everything is very dynamic. You have to do dynamic stretching if you're going to stretch at all. But why is he getting hurt? He's weak in the hips and the groin. Until you squat wide and build these up, I've heard people all the time, football's not played out there. The hell if it's not. How come a football player slides out and then he hurts his groin? Then he's sitting on the sidelines and the coach is scratching his, uh, we'll say, head, all right? What the hell happened? They go right back and do it again over and over and over and over and over. They're never gonna learn. That's why you gotta ball squat, squat wide, build up the hips and the groin, and the recovery is much faster because football is a grueling sport, like all sports. Um, I cover quite a bit of stuff here. One other thing I like to cover, is a deadlift program actually that we do. Uh, A lot of people anymore can't deadlift. You know, a lot of people are geared lifters and it seems like you can buy a bench with a shirt, you can buy a squat with a suit, you can't buy a deadlift. Deadlifts suck anymore. And we do a program, it's a three week wave. We use three different styles of lifting. And uh, it starts out basically conventional style on a four inch box. And I'll just give you a few examples. This is five by five. It's done after our speed squatting, speed straight squatting, where we do 25 squats. 25, you can do 12 doubles or five sets of five. Uh, You can do five reps if it moves as fast as two. Just remember that. Slows down, you know, force production goes. So you have to stop at that point. Uh, But basically, so after that you immediately go over and uh, you can use bands, but I prefer just use real weight. But standing on a four inch box, I'll just give you a cycle as it goes. The first week is hypothetical. You pull 315 for five sets of five. The next week, 335 for five sets of five. Next week, 355, five sets of five. Now, on the fourth week, when you roll back in your squats, you now you roll back in the deadlift. You go to sumo style on a four-inch box and use as wide a stance as you can. To try to get the hips down. You may start out on fourth week at 300, five sets of five, 320, five sets of five, 340, five sets of five, now, well, now we move on to the seventh week or a third a, a three-week pendulum wave. Uh, we go now with a conventional-style deadlift with a five-inch camber bar, if you have one. Um, that, you have to stand on a 10-inch box. Your hands are actually three or four inches lower than the ground by doing this. But it, uh, one of my top lifters says it's tremendous for transferring the leg strength into the back strength. Um, so let's again, hypothetical numbers here, uh, 250 for five sets of five, next week 275 sets of five, 295 sets of five. Now on the 10th t- week, we-, we roll right back again on the pendulum wave and go back to conventional, four sets of four. This time, and I'll tell you the progress we made with one lady here, um, 335 for five where it was 315, uh, 355 for five and 375 for five. So she picked up 20 pounds for her uh, five sets of five. So if you take 20 pounds times 25 lifts, we've gained quite a bit of volume. All right, then the Sumo, the same thing happens. On week 13, it would be um, 315, five sets of five, 335, five sets of five, 355, five sets of five. And so that's 15 pounds more than they were using in the previous cycle. And then again, back to the, the, the five inch Camber bar, uh, where this time it would be 260 for five sets of five, 280 sets of five, 300 for five sets of five. All right, where initially those weights were just, you know, this is a tough exercise. So we jumped at 10 pounds per week. All right, it took one lady here, a bobsledder from a 375 deadlift in 14 weeks to 505. Um, a lady down in Cincinnati had trained one of our lifters, Heidi Howard, big This is a 500 pound uh, shirt bencher, female. She had a 455 deadlift. Heidi started very programmed, just pulled 515. So this program really works. It's a lot of back work. Uh, you gotta have a strong back if you wanna have a big deadlift and also the back strength also contributes greatly to the squats. Well, I, I've talked enough about my, my views of box squats. I mean, we broke so many records, I can't count them all. The greatest squatters in the world, um, 1210 at 271, 1235 at uh, two, 281, and you know we've got squats like this, 1180 at uh, 264. We've had the greatest squats, pound for pound, ever by males and females. But uh, Simon, I know you've had uh, you come here and visit. I mean, you've done a lot of tremendous things. Well, what, tell us first about the box squats, and I want to get a little bit of bench training.
1: Yeah, it, everything started uh, out back in uh, 2014. I was uh, playing floorball with my friends, and I injured my knee real badly, and I couldn't walk for many, many weeks. And then I I w- was over here and I remember you told me to start doing box squats and I've never done them before I have no had like no idea what it even was but I taught uh, you learned me how to do them properly and so I started out doing like just the bar actually and uh, I-, I then decided to do the box squat because it felt good I, I put on some more weight and uh this year 2018 i decided to go to a powerlifting competition and i haven't last competition i did like a full meet was in 2008 and now 18 so 10 years i didn't do one single uh free squat only box squats and I did uh, in 2008. I did, you need to help me with the kilos. Uh, I did 250 kilos. That is 551. 551. And now I did uh, 390 kilos.
0: That's 860 pounds. Yeah. 859 pounds.
1: No full squats. No full squats. Just box squats.
0: Because box squats are much more technical to do than a regular squat.
1: I don't need. To I, I usually tell people, well, the mm-hmm. number speaks for themselves. That's all I have to say. It works. I've seen uh, I've seen what you guys are doing, and I know it works. So, and I talked to I was of course I was like a bit nervous before the competition. Mm-hmm. Like, is this really working? So uh, I called Sakari which yes. is a good friend of yours, exactly, and uh, he told me that don't worry about it. It works, and that was all he had to say. And it worked <laughs> yeah
0: well that's good and yeah. um you know in my opinion when I watch guys in my gym I don't like it I try to get them not to because Chuck Vogelpohl all of our top squatters never did a regular squat but we've got guys that are kind of new and it seems to me like they lack confidence and they'll take a full squat and then they'll cut them three inches yeah so what has it done it's done absolutely nothing positive to your training if anything it interferes with your training and um Okay, well, that's good to know about the box squats. Also, wanna to talk to you just slightly because I, I brought up a little bit of deadlift training. I wanna ask you about your benches because I wrote an article years ago about using uh, three different bench shirts instead of boards. Yeah. Um, I used boards in the in early 1960s, all right? Uh, well, 1966 as mids. And then I didn't do them for a while. And a friend of mine, Jesse Kellum, is an enormously Stone lifter down in uh, um, you know, down New Orleans, told me I need to go back to board pressing. So I did. So I was pretty much responsible to get lots of people to do board press after that because they well for Powerlifting USA, and uh, but I never intended on to live on board press. What? I, and I said because they never touch your chest. You go to meets. I've, I went to meets with nothing but benchers and half them bomb out. I know how in the hell can you do one thing and, get, and bomb out? So um, I suggested using three shirts. Now tell me your experience with three shirts and. What was your beginning bench and what
1: was your end bench? Well, it's, um, once again, back to 2014 when I visited here, uh, I happened to read an article, the one, I don't know when when you wrote it, but anyway, I read about the three bench shirts, like to have a one big shirt and a little tighter one and then your competition shirt and somehow that like make made sense to me that oh that might work so i tried it out and my bench went from uh, 2014 it was 600 pounds to 732 three something like that yeah wow
0: that's a serious progress yeah and you're, you're basically at 220 at the it, time
1: at the what? time, yeah, I was like between 198 and 220. Okay. But like my comp, yeah, my my 733 is in uh, 198. Mm-hmm. So
0: so that's a pretty good progress, but it definitely it worked. Really,
1: it worked really. It, uh, full range emotions. Full range motions.
0: I, I did similar things with group briefs. I know you say you do too. I'd actually wear Carhartt shorts, and then when the weights get heavier, then I would move into decent briefs and when the weights were very heavy in our training cycles. I mean, I was, I've been 20 years older than everybody else in my gym. So when I was squatting in the nines back before any of this kind of gear they got today, I, would, I was viewed the best breeze I had like anyone else yeah. So it was the same theory, but it worked and I'm glad it worked for you. Um, so well, anyhow, that's, that's where it stands here, I Barbell. I don't know if we have any questions from the viewing audience, but uh, I hope this helped some and clarified some things. Box height. Okay, when you're squatting for a for a squat, just train basically at parallel. Um, a lot of times, if you squat too low, your form will deteriorate. If you squat really low, you'll shoot your knees forward. You never want to do that. So just use the parallel box. Remember, you're sitting on the box in somewhat of a static position, correct, fans? So think about it. We've mentioned this before, and, you, and, you, and it can be verified in super training, that when you sit in a static position, that's where most of the strength would be developed, but it radiates 15 degrees either way. It diminishes as it goes, so you don't really have to train super low. Many, many times, me and Chuck Vogelpohl, we'd do our squats, and at the end, we'd take out an inch, and an inch with the gear we wore was about 50 pounds. Now, before monoliths, I walked out 855 on a 15. I walked out 805 on a 14. I walked out 755 on a 13 and 680 on a 12. So my theory was back then with that gear, I lost about 50 pounds an inch. But uh, you know, the low box, I, I thought it was gonna break my arms, it was pretty big at the time. And just to get down a low box in a contortion position, it's rough on my arms. But basically train a parallel box. Listen, always box squat as wide as you possibly can, basically, then go to the meet and pull your stance in where you can break parallel. And you're gonna be very strong and be very pleased. And, and your pulls will go up, all pulls. Not only the deadlifts, do more conventional, but the cleaner snatch.
2: Pros yes. and cons of dynamic effort box squat, five by five instead of 12 by two. When is it better to use five by five instead of 12
0: by two? Okay. Um, it doesn't matter if you use 5x5 five five or 12x2. If you have a large group, I suggest you do 5x5. Five five. The key is, I'm not, I don't use 10 or anything anymore, I don't need it. But if the fifth rep moves as fast as the second rep, you might as well do five reps. You'll have, then the time under uh, your tension through the muscular size, you'll get a lot denser and be able to handle heavy weights. All you super heavy weights out there, like it or not, you got a lot of fat and you got a lot of water. Your brain thinks that's muscle, but it's only leverage. So, heavyweight lifters have to do more reps than lightweight lifters. So, definitely if you're a heavyweight, you should do five sets of five. And, you, and none of them, I mean, I've got them, they are not in the greatest shape. So, it's a lot better. When you're doing two by uh, 12 sets of two, uh, it was a real radical, but years ago, Chuck Vogel, Paul, myself, Joe McCoy, all the guys, uh, we, we squat every 15, to a minute 15, a minute 30 seconds. So you, you want to get, you want to build up the lactic acid in the body. I, before my fir- warming up, before my first set, I had cramps down my spinal rectors and out into my hips. You could shoot me in the brain, which is you have to have a good shot to hit it. But I would be, I could be brain dead and just by those cramps, know how to squat, just put it in the cramps. And it's lactic acid tolerance train, basically. But if you can become very, very strong that way.
2: Uh, Novice lift
0: they still do some more free squats or just go straight to box squats? There's a guy that never did a f- squat we just mentioned, so viewers pay attention.
1: Yeah, I had to in, learn to walk, like, properly again, yes. actually. Yeah, after so, an E-injury. Same knee here. Injury. If yeah. it wasn't for
0: box squats, so I would never come I back. Couldn't,
1: I couldn't walk properly, like.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll tell you an old story. Uh, when I was 14, I a 410. I weighed 140. I cleaned your 260 in the contest I was an Olympic lifter. There was no powerlifting, basically. Um, well, it's 19, I squatted 410. All right, so I go, what the hell? So powerlifting—I mean, a uh, muscle power builder—had articles by the old Westside Barbershop Club in for City, and, and they became my training partners without them knowing it. So they talked about box squats. I said, "What I got to, what I got to lose?" Because I just got drafted straight out of the army. I so "This 410 squat from 14 to 19 was pretty, you know, really rocking me up." But in three months from box squatting, I took a full squat, and did 450. In less than a year I was doing 500, and I ended up doing 630, 82. 200 win zero equipment, 1973. Look it up. And it took my deadline 525 to 670. So no, learn how to box squat It's a lot more complicated.
1: We had uh, a guy at our gym, you know him, Bob? Yes. He, he started like from below zero. He, was, he wasn't even good. And uh, all he did was box squat and I, once, wa- I wanted just to see him, what his form was like in a free squat. So I had him to do a free squat and it was perfect.
0: Well, remember what I said, uh, guys out there, novice or experienced, when you box squat, you set back. If you hear me ever in a contest or watch our tapes, I say back, 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 back up. You push your glutes out as far as possible to a point and then in a full squat, then you just go straight down from that point. But you have your hips and hamstrings so overloaded, then you have tremendous stretch reflex in those muscles, and that's what brings you back up. So I hope that answered your question. Uh, can you talk
2: any more about speed
0: pulls after box squats? Um, well, I talked about three different variations. It definitely works. I mean, right now we've got a. We'll find out. I like to put my money where my mouth is, but uh, we we just we're taking a girl. She's five thirty-five, world record at one thirty-two and her poles are just killing in the gym, she'll be lifting into WPOs here in November. All right, uh, that's one thing. But we do a lot of speed poles of bands. And I started this program, but the problem is, too many people want to do, not use real weight in the bottom. You know, our, we, we mentioned our training is basically 50, 55, 60 in a three week wave with 25 or 30% band tension. All right, if you look this up, uh, when i was 57 i pulled 715 in the 220s it was 10th in the country i used 345 and 220 pound of band tension all right but too many of our guys today have gotten weak in the bottom they're not used see bands don't have you know less tension in the bottom they do at the top of course so i think they got too weak they do too many uh, uh too many rack pulls they do too many partial deadlifts weights on boxes uh, weights in the rack and with bands they need to get back and start doing some real weights um, uh, let's see um, we had a lifter here a 900 pound deadlifter um, Jake Norman and just to give you a couple tips now Jake's built to pull he had a, he had an 840 deadlift at an at another gym 70 miles away for a year in 12 weeks in the program we put him on he pulled his first 900 all right but we put Jake with the plates on four inch box and he could barely pull eight ten. So what did that tell me? He used a tremendous amount of leg drive, so we took the leg drive out of the initial pull, then we exposed his weakness was his back, if the 900 pound deader has a weakness, all right? So that's one way you can tell. That's why I believe you gotta stand on boxes instead of have the weights on boxes for the most part. You know, years ago, Olympic lifters, I watched uh, um, um, uh, Olympic lifters from Russia um, always do a lot of pull stand on boxes. You never see this over here. Uh, and it's the same thing. And the old power lifters stood on boxes. Don Kanye won his program, first 800 pound deadlifter, still on boxes. My buddy Danny Wilder did a program called the, the Finnish Deadlift Program. And it's basically 90% semi stiff like deadlifts uh, on boxes and uh danny pulled 900. i watched danny at 16 years old i was in a meet and a guy said this kid's gonna be strong today a little fat guy and uh so he's 16 years old 190, he pulls 670 deadlift at 17 755 18 804 and then 23 he was the first 900 pound deadlift in the world at 267 pounds and he followed that program lots of you can't neglect your back i hope that covers it pretty good also use both styles you know, too many people do only sumo. If you sumo deadlift all time, you're going to get a week back. All right? So you want to do a lot of conventional. Um, I had a female lifter here back in the two-hour weigh-ins. Mariah Leggett, pulled 484 deadlift at 132. All of her training was sumo, but in the meet she pulled conventional. And I did the very same thing. I had to break up my back the second time. It just seemed like it was fairly fragile for a while until I got going back. So I trained all sumo, and then in meet I pulled conventional. So just some variations. No, your body remembers the last thing it does. Listen, if if we want to talk about max effort, just go to another lift. You know, you basically do some squatting and deadlift in the same program. So, if you max out in the deadlift, go squat on a a ten-inch box. If you if you max out on a ten-inch box, go do a rack pull. You know. Uh, always think like this, folks, if you do a rack pull, you might be handling an immense amount of weight, 800 pounds. So then the second lift that you do, or even in another another weekly program, should be extremely hard, but the weight should be heavy. It should be a longer range of motion. Like if you're squatting on a 10-inch box. Um, I did 535, a, a very hard safety squat bar modified, 35% harder than the rest, and I squatted uh, 900 easy. When I was over 50, I did, it, five, I did 555 and smoked 920. And that was the best squat. Only, only one I was squatting out here was Eddie Cohn. And that's how I did it. But those squatting on that little box was, uh, and take, it took longer to stand up than it did for me to squat the 920, which I blew up to 920. the 920. The, that squat, 555 would be about killed me. Because that is, strength's always ranged in time, how long it takes you to do something. So you know you want to do if you do exercises that take less time than a classical lift, you're probably going to fail when the weights get heavy. You want to do something that takes longer. That's the theory of a camera bench bar, so and so forth. Okay. Bands or
2: chains.
0: Bands or chains. For speed work. Listen, I started this stuff, bands and chains. I'm I'm uh, you know talked about in super training, a combination of method training. We used chains years ago. Dave Tate and a bunch of us, Chuck Boger, used chains. We started, we had tremendous progress. I got this idea off an of old gentleman, two gentlemen, one in, one thought they both, you know, they both were old. One was from Georgia and one was in New York. But we did it, we made a lot of progress. Then I was asked by Dave Williams at Liberty University to try out these bands. I never heard of bands this strong, jump stretch. Well, Dick Carson came to town, had bands. Dave Tate and I went up to a basketball seminar. I put them on my shoulder to squat I, I got gonna have these bands. We took them back and we just blew up the world with the bands. Bands provide overspeed eccentrics. Chains do not. Listen, if you got a guy, and I see this in my gym, you got a guy five foot five, and he's going with a guy six foot five. The guy's five foot five won't well, change on the ground. bands never change, and it doesn't matter because my world record holder, one six five Wesley uh, McCormick, is probably five foot three. Yeah, he's like me. Yeah, real short. Yeah, and uh, to, to to do a nine hundred pounds squat, it normally requires six hundred pounds and a blue and a green band, but was he did it with 565 pounds. So it doesn't matter. Larger men have greater mass, and that's why uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, they think a short guy is cheating a tall guy, but God darn, he's a bigger man. Um, I'll, I'll give one more quick example of why bands work, and it doesn't matter the height. Phil Harrington was here, broke many, many world records in the squat. Um, he did 600 a blue and a green band, and my friend, Dollar Bill, was a 308, and Bill, he was probably six foot one, he did the very same weight. We went to the Senior Nationals in, in, uh, in Vegas, I believe. Uh, Phil broke the world record, he squatted 903, and, and the Dollar Bill squatted 903. They did the same weight with the same bands, but one of them was five foot six, and the other six foot one. Knees, box ones. Knees, when you sit back. Listen, I blew my patella tendon off in 1991, and I was really never going to compete again, um, but I, I would, but I started walking it at that time. I didn't even have modelist, but I walked out 680 parallel box squat, you know, a junk ass gear. And, um, I was fine. But when I came back, I was able to come back and, and break, uh, you know, I, I, squatted 920. I said it was the second best squat in 2000 next to Eddie Cohen, when you set back, there's no pressure on the patella tendons. So it takes all the pressure. Whenever your knees go forward, you're going to have a knee injury. especially at the top. Many people that my guy's called to pick. do you take a bar out. If you can't take it out correctly, you'll never squat it correctly. If you take a bar out and your knees go forward, you got a good chance to tear the patella. But when you sit back on the on the on the boxes, you take all the pressure off the knee ligaments in the you know in the in the um, front. And you know, you how many girls in sports have knee injuries? I can't count that high, right? Can't count. Why don't my freaking girls have knee injuries? Squat as white as hell, they never have a knee injury. Because he built up the ligaments of tendons by squatting wide. If you're afraid to do something, then the first time you get wide, you're gonna get hurt. Same thing for the football players. Did
2: you change anything in circumax for a
0: power lift wear gear? Nope. Um, we have a lifter here in my gym, <clears throat> and um, raw lifter, all right. And uh, I have a, a guy, um, Showtime, and wears all the gear. I mean. You know, metal breeze, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, you know, injured breeze, um, canvas suit. They trained together. They made 535 blue and a green band off the same box. They're approximately the same body weight, 265. At the meet, they both squatted 855. One raw and one, um, one with gear. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's math is math, guys. If you do a certain amount off a box, you squat a certain amount. If you do 500 pounds of blue and green, you're an 800 squatter. 600, you're nine. If you squat 600, and that's 375-pound of band tension here. Actually, it's more. Right, Tommy? Just raise up the bands. But if you do um, yeah, 600 with 440 band, you're 1,000 squatter. 650, 440 band, 1,050. If you do seven plates, you're 1,100-pound squatter. And it goes, I've had three over 12. I have eight. I have... A, about 80, at least 85, I think, examples from 800 to 1250 to verify all this. So, I hope that helps. What percentage should this, should this uh, seated sumo deadlift be after you that having every box box? Seated percentage, uh, you, the way you can do sumo deadlifts, what it is for is the teach technique. Uh, you if you do it properly you have to have a hand on the sternum and a hand on the sacrum and when you so when you sit on the box you push your hips forward to the bar like they should be and the sacrum back I mean the uh, um, um, sternum back and so it's a it's a technical thing it teaches you to technically deadlift correctly we maxed out on it before I remember uh, me and Phil Harrington Phil did like 570 I did 550 and about blew my belly. I got a big belly, and it, it it's, it's like it just puts a lot of pressure on your stomach. But it, there's no really percentages to do that. It's to teach you to deadlift. Anyone's ever watched these tremendous Russians? I know you know all their names. I watch these Russian sumo deadlifters, and I go, "Oh my God, look at that great position!" But then somehow they zoom into a better position before the bar comes off the ground. And I thought of it, and Tom, you know this, and I said, what the hell are they doing? And so I, I, I experimented setting up doing chair deadlifts to yeah. help us get our hips in. It's also very good for more mobility for sprinters and hurlers. There's no percentage. <laughs> um. I'd like to bring up a couple, you're talking about the chair deadlift, a couple of varieties that made me very, very strong and I actually got this, I can't remember, I think his name was Smith from Australia years ago, around, t- around in the late 90s. Um, but I do ultra wide, sumo deadlift, legs straight and arched back. And you get in that position with no stretch reflex, then muscle the weight off the ground. I also do extremely wide, arch, uh, with legs straight, sumo deadlift, round back. And those two exercises there has made my deadlift very, it made my, I, mean, I pulled 715 and 57, I pulled 675 and 63 easy, until uh, my neck gave up. And those are two of my primary exercises. So that's a couple of exercises you know you can, you can use to push up your deadlifts. I felt those very, very beneficial. Do you think it's
2: necessary for raw lifters to wear a in the box? Nope.
0: In 1973, there was no such thing. Uh, I, uh, I walked out on a 17-inch box, 805, at 180, in a power rack with no spotters. I'd use my pins as spotters. I squatted 630, um, you know, and I think Jack Barnes had 665. And I, I never had brew breeze. We didn't have brew breeze back then. All, but I train athletes occasionally. Really don't like to, but I kind of get stuck. I like to make them all wear breeze. I've never heard an athlete in my gym, unlike athletes on their in their perspective of sports.
2: You mentioned that suffered injuries from too much band tension at the start. On max every day, is there such a thing as
0: optimal band tension? If you're going to use band tension on max every day, use more band tension than you can use weight. <clears throat> that is a strength speed cycle. If you look at the old Soviet Union, they would do two of those a year. Uh, they didn't use bands, but they did, you know, super maximal. So here we use... Um, well, the guys are use 700 pounds. Just the other day, my 132 girl, three, well, it was 375. What do you think it jumped to, Tom? 400, 400 pounds of band? Yeah. And, and then Heidi, my 132 girl, managed to do uh, uh, 335 plus the 400 pounds of band tension and junk briefs. All right, so use more, more band tension than weight. That's going to slow the bar down. That is what strength speed is. All right? So there, all you gotta do is remember use more. Like Chuck Vogelpohl and everyone But use 700 pounds of band tension. AJ Roberts, I've talked about him. A, and in the same cycle, AJ in a strength phase did 700 pounds of band, 5'10 weight. Jake Anderson did 700 pounds of band in the very same workout and 4'60 weight. I'm, I think you might have saw that. At the contest uh, and on the Circa Max, um, J, uh, AJ used seven, 740 weight and 440 a band and he, and that's eleven eighty and the on the strength phase is twelve ten and he squatted twelve oh five. That's how accurate this can be. So did I did I answer that? Okay.
2: On dynamic effort day, can the whole load be just complete band tension given the percent and and that the percentage remains the same, seven percent band tension, seventy five percent band tension, eight percent band tension on the range?
0: No. Now, guys, you've got to think about the shrinkage here. You know, bands shrink. As you lower the weight, the bands are going to lose their tension. And uh, so you can't do that. You know, uh, you, you know. we also use, as an experiment, we wanted to prove because Russian weightlifters didn't have bands, and they trained at 75, 80, and 85 real weight. We could do it too. I had uh, my 198, I was doing sets with, you know, he's a 950-pound quarter. He did sets in three weeks with 75, 80, and 85%. And I had benchers do the very same thing. Okay, but you can't use just all bands. Why? Because the, it should be too light in the bottom. You know, and always think about heavy weights. If you use heavy weights, heavy weights are too heavy in the bottom. That's why you got to use a combination. Because if you use lighter weights in the bottom, and you, as you stand up fast, your force reduction will disappear. That's what compensatory acceleration is all about. So while you're doing this, that's why you have to have bands on the bar. Um, you know, like tomorrow, you're going to use, well, normally your training be 250 pounds of band here. Yeah. All right. Um, his is it 500 pounds to 250 band, for instance. All right. That's then circa max. He's going to use because as he's nearing 900 pound squat, he only has 375 pound of band tension, which is we just upped. If you're athletes out there and you want to do some explosive training, it's okay if you use quite a bit of band that will shoot you down rapidly for fast eccentric for more uh, muscle. Uh, you know a uh, reflex where you get a reversal strength action out of it, but that's about the only time I would just use bands because bands is too light in the bottom and the weights would be too heavy in the bottom by themselves. That's why it's, you have to have a combination.
2: Can you use box squats to build up your hips and your glutes as an accessory?
0: They, they absolutely, I mentioned a moment ago that by box squatting, I took my deadlift. From 525 in a year and a half to 670 is an easy six. I just meant 700 in 1973. I'm not built to deadlift. All of our guys, anyone's ever done box squats, their deadlift immediately will go up. Okay.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.